0: Shalom, greetings, peace be upon you, and welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Today, we are resuming our study in the book of 1 Kings, and uh, we're ready for chapter 5 and 6 this morning. Just to give you a little reminder, because it's been a few weeks since we've been at this study, uh, really all that's taken place is Solomon has taken the throne. And uh, he's beginning to, to reign. Um, in chapter 4, there was a little bit of commentary on his wisdom and how people would travel from around the world to come hear him. In fact, let's just read the last few verses real quick uh, from chapter 4 from a few weeks ago. It says, And God gave Solomon wisdom and understanding exceeding much and largeness of heart, even as the sand that is on the seashore. And Solomon's wisdom excelled the wisdom of all the children of the east country, and all the wisdom of Egypt. For he was wiser than all men, than Ethan the Ezharite, and Heman the Chachol, and Darda the sons of Mahol, and his fame was in the nations round about. And he spake three thousand proverbs, and his songs were a thousand and five. By the way, that's a lot of writing. I don't know how I had time to to do all of that. As someone who's done some writing myself, I can't imagine putting together three thousand proverbs and a thousand and five songs. Verse 33, And he spake of trees from the cedar tree that is in Lebanon, even unto the hyssop that springeth out of the wall. He spake also of the beasts and of the fowl, and of the creeping things, and of the fishes. And there came of all people to hear the wisdom of Solomon from all kings of the earth, which had heard of his wisdom. And so that is how chapter 4 ended a few weeks ago. So chapter 5 is dealing with Solomon preparing to build the temple. So we're going to have... Uh, That He begins to build the temple. He actually gives us a little bit of information about the dimensions and the materials of the temple. And uh, that is what we're going to be looking at this morning. So open up your hearts. Uh, As always, even though Kings is a historical book, there's always uh, something to speak to us, even today and even in the times that we're living in now and so open up your hearts and let's listen to what the word of god has to say for us this morning 1 kings chapter 5 and 6 king james bible let's begin and hermon king of tyre sent his servants unto solomon for he had heard that they had anointed him king in the room of his father for hiram was a ever a lover of david And Solomon sent to Hiram, saying, Thou knowest how that that David, my father, could not build a house unto the name of the Lord his God, for the wars which were about him on every side, until the Lord put them under the soles of his feet. But now the Lord my God hath given me rest on every side, so that there is neither adversary nor evil occurrent. And behold, I propose to build a house unto the name of the Lord my God. As the Lord spake unto David my father, saying, Thy son, whom I will set upon thy throne, in thy room, he shall build a house unto my name. Now therefore command thou that they hew me cedar trees out of Lebanon. And my servants shall be with thy servants, and unto thee I will give hire for thy servants according to all that thou shalt appoint. For thou knowest that there is not among us any that can skill to who timber like unto the Sidonians. And it came to pass, when Hiram heard the words of Solomon, that he rejoiced greatly and said, Blessed be the Lord this day, which hath given unto David a wise son over this great people. And Hiram sent Solomon, saying, I have considered the things which thou hast sentest to me for And I will do all thy desire concerning timber of cedar and concerning timber of fir. My servants shall bring them down from Lebanon unto the sea, and I will convey them by sea in floats unto the place that thou shalt appoint me, and will cause them to be discharged there, and thou shalt receive them, and thou shalt accomplish my desire in giving food for my household. So Haram gave Solomon cedar trees and fir trees according all to his desire. And Solomon gave Hiram twenty thousand measures of wheat for food to his household and twenty measures of pure oil. Thus gave Solomon to Hiram year by year. And the Lord gave Solomon wisdom and as he promised him, and there was peace between Hiram and Solomon, and they too made a league together. And King Solomon raised a levy out of all of Israel, and the levy was 30,000 men. And he sent them to Lebanon, 10,000 a month by courses, a month they were in Lebanon and two months at home. And Adoniram was over the levy. Now please note, something I'm just thinking about. This is what times of great blessing and peace look like. Instead of raising up thousands and ten thousands of men to fight wars on every side, or to go push agendas, or to go overthrow, or take by force, or to kill, in this day when Solomon was reigning king over Israel, he did—he raised a levy because he needed men, and he was sending ten thousand men a month to Lebanon to cut down trees. So that they could build a temple for Jehovah, And I uh, just think about the times that we're living in now. And I'm thinking, man, wouldn't it be nice to have that kind of peace on every side? Where the people are joined together in, in number one, worshiping the one true God. And number two, there's peace on every side between the kings, and instead of working together and doing war games, we're working together to build stuff. This is something that came to mind as I'm reading this. Let me continue on. So he raised a levy and he sent them to Lebanon, verse 15, and Solomon had three score and ten thousand and bare burdens, and fourscore thousand hewers in the mountains. Beside the chief of Solomon's officers, which were over the work, three thousand and three hundred, which ruled over the people that wrought in the work. And the king commanded, and they brought great stones, costly stones, and hood stones, to lay the foundation of the house. And Solomon's builders, and Haram's builders, did who them, and the stone square, so they prepared timber and stones to build the house. Chapter six. And it came to pass, in the four hundred and eightieth year, after the children of Israel were come out of the land of Egypt, in the fourth year of Solomon's reign over Israel, in the month of Ziph, which is the second month, that he began to build the house of the Lord. And the house which King Solomon built for the Lord, the length thereof was three score cubits, and the breadth thereof twenty cubits, and the height thereof thirty cubits. And the porch before the temple of the house twenty cubits was the length thereof according to the breadth of the house, and ten cubits was the breadth thereof before the house. And for the house he made windows of narrow lights, and against the wall of the house he built chambers round about, against the walls of the house round about, both of the temple and of the oracle. And he made chambers round about. The nethermost chambers was five cubics broad, and the middle was six cubics broad, and the third was seven cubics broad. For without in the wall of the house he made narrowed rest round about that the beams should not be fastened in the walls of the house. And the house, when it was in the building, was built of stone made ready before it was brought thither, so that there was neither hammer nor axe nor any tool of iron heard in the house while it was in building. And the door of the middle chamber was in the right side of the house. And they went up with winding stairs into the middle chamber, and out of the middle into the third. So he built the house, and finished it, and covered the house with beams and boards of cedar. Then he built chambers against all the house, five cubics high, and they rested on the house with timber of cedar. And the word of the Lord came to Solomon, saying, Concerning this house which thou art building, If thou will walk in my statutes and execute my judgments and keep all my commandments to walk in them, then I will perform my word with thee, which I spake unto David thy father. And I will dwell among the children of Israel, and I will not forsake my people Israel. So Solomon built the house and finished it. Please note, we just talked about How there seemed to be peace on every side. And how instead of raising up men for war, Solomon was raising up men to build. And what an amazing time that must have been. But there's something important. What did did God say? Concerning the thing which you're doing, right? Concerning this house that you're building for me. If there's that word. There's that word that nobody wants to hear. If. Conditional. If. If thou wilt walk in my statutes and execute my judgments and keep my commandments to walk in them, then I will perform my word, which I spoke to David, and I will dwell among the children of Israel, and I will not forsake my people. Now, is this something new for God to say? Or is this a new attitude of God's? Hey. If you just obey me and do the things that I say, with that comes great blessing and protection, so much so that I'm dwelling among you. If we go to Deuteronomy, let's do that real quick. Book of Deuteronomy. Let's go to chapter 30, verses 15 through 25 verses. This is what God says to the people. See, I have set before thee this day life and good, death and evil. And I commanded thee this day to love the Lord thy God and to walk in his ways and to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments. Why? That thou mayest live and multiply and the Lord thy God shall bless thee in the land whither thou goest to possess it. But if thy heart turn away, so that thou will not hear, but shall be drawn, but thou shalt be drawn away and worship other gods and serve them. I denounce unto you this day that you shall surely perish, and that you shall not see that you shall not prolong your days upon the land whither thou possess it over the Jordan to go and possess it. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life, death, blessing, cursing, therefore choose life. The, and why should we choose life? He goes on to say, that both thou and thy seed may live, that thou mayest love the Lord thy God, that thou mayest obey his voice, and that thou mayest cleave unto him, for he is thy life and the length of thy days. That thou mayest dwell in the land which the Lord sware unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, to jacob to give them so god's saying i've given you a choice one leads to life and good and the other leads to death and evil and here's the two choices if you'll walk in my ways if you'll keep my commandments and in my judgments and just do the things that i've told you to do then you'll be blessed but if you turn your heart away from me serving other gods then I'm telling you right now heaven and earth is my witness that you'll perish he says I've called heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life, death, blessing and cursing Therefore, choose life. Now, let me ask you Is God different now, or is He forever unchangeable? Because that's important. Is God's attitude different? Does He not bless and prosper? people and nations that obey him and walk in righteousness and furthermore curse and judge and discipline when they reject him? That's the question that I'm asking right now. What is, let's just read three verses real quick. Three verses, three different books. Numbers 23, 19. God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall not he do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? In other words, does God not do what he says he's going to do? How about Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8? Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Or how about James? chapter 1 verse 17 every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the father of lights, with whom there is no bearableness neither shadow of turning he's unchanging you want to know why we're cursed on every side Why are children are being devoured by perverts right now? When in a while, all these things are going on is because we have turned away from God. We have made gods in our own images. Christians, or at least those who are Christian in name, rather than seeking to walk in righteousness, seeking to walk in holiness, make excuses for sin. Find reasons to be okay to walk in filth. That's the difference between the blessing over the reign of Solomon and what's happening to us today. That's the difference between America a hundred years ago and America today. We have all gone astray. Let me go back to 1 Kings. We'll start with chapter tw- or verse 12 again. Concerning this house which thou art building, if thou wilt walk in my statutes and execute my judgment and keep all my commandments to walk in them, then I will perform my word with thee which I spake unto David thy father. And I will dwell among the children of Israel, and I will not forsake my people Israel. So Solomon built a house and finished it. And he built the walls of the house within the broads of cedar. Then the boards of cedar, both the floor of the house and the walls of the ceiling. And he covered them on the inside with wood and covered the floor of the house with planks of fir, And he built twenty cubits on the sides of the house, both the floor and the walls with boards of cedar. He even built them for within, even for the oracle, even for the most holy place. And the house, that is the temple before it, was forty cubits long. And the cedar of the house within the carved with knobs and open flowers, all was cedar, there was no stone seen. And the oracle he prepared in the house within, and set there the ark of the covenant of the Lord. And the oracle of the forepart was twenty cubits in length, and twenty cubits in breadth, and twenty cubits in height thereof. And he overlaid it with pure gold, And so covered the altar, which was of cedar. So Solomon overlaid the house within the pure gold, and he made a partition by the chains of gold before the oracle, and he overlaid it with gold, and the whole house he overlaid with gold until he had finished the whole house, also the whole altar. That was by the oracle he overlaid with gold, and within the oracle he made two cherubims of an olive tree and ten cubits high. And five cubits was the one wing of the cherub, and five cubits the other wing of the cherub. From the uttermost part of one wing unto the uttermost part of the other were ten cubits. And the other cherub was ten cubits. Both the cherubims were of one measure and one size. The height of one of the cherubs was ten cubits, and so it was of the other cherub. And he set the cherubims within the inner house, and they stretched forth their wings of the cherubims, so that the wing of the one touched the one wall, and the wing of the other touched the other wall, and their wings touched one another in the midst of the house, and he overlaid the cherubims with gold, and he carved all the walls of the house round about with carved figures and cherubims and palm trees and open flowers within and without. And the floor of the house he overlaid with gold within and without. And entering the oracle, he made doors of an olive tree, and lintel and side posts were a fifth part of the wall. The two doors were also of olive tree, and he carved upon the carvings of the cherubims the palms and the trees and the open flowers. And he overlaid them with gold, and spread gold upon the cherubs, cherubims and upon the palm trees. So also he made for the door of the temple post of olive tree a fourth part of the wall and the two doors were of fir tree the two leaves of the door were folding and two leaves of the other door were folding and he carved thereon cherubims and palm trees and open flowers and covered them with gold fitted upon the carved work and he built the inner court with three rows of hewed stone and a row of, cher- of cedar beams in the fourth year was the foundation of the house of the Lord laid in the month of Ziph? And in the eleventh year, in the month Bull, which is the eighth month, was the house finished throughout all the parts thereof, and according to all the fashion of it, so he seven years in building it. And that is the end of chapters five and six. It took seven years to do this thing. And I'm sure that that number is not an accident, right? Seven years. Well, that, my friends, is our study for this morning. I pray you've been blessed, that our hearts have been pierced. Let us pray. Let's beg God on a daily basis to restore the hearts of our people. To return the hearts of our people to him. Let's get our knees and repent for the evil wickedness that we've allowed to take place. I don't know about you, but I would love to see peace on every side and godly men and women. Oh, may it be so. If you're being blessed by this podcast, please consider supporting it. Scripture dot There's links also in the description of YouTube. Uh, You can send support by mail, PayPal, Patreon subscriptions. All those things make a massive difference and help provide to make this podcast possible. Thanks for listening, my friends. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.